Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your It's Friday. Wrapping up the week today, brother. It's a good Friday. I hope so. We, uh, we try to have them. Every week. Because as we go through the Psalms, we save Fridays for Jesus and finding Jesus in the Psalms. Some weeks, uh, a little clearer connection to our <laughs> Lord in the New Testament uh, than, than others. Um, but uh, we love Fridays. And of course, we always like to take a minute on Friday and tell our listeners, if you are in the Tampa area this Lord's Day, this Sunday, we'd love to meet you. We'd love for you to come out and worship with us. Um, all the information for that is going to be on our website, www.christiansmeethere.org. But come out and say hi to us at Livingston. Love to see you, love to see you. Let's go ahead and wrap up Psalm 104 today. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation, Psalm 104. Let all that I am praise the Lord. O Lord my God, how great you are. You are robed with honor and majesty. You are dressed in a robe of light. You stretch out the starry curtain of the heavens. You lay out the rafters of your home in the rain clouds. You make the clouds your chariot. You ride upon the wings of the wind. The winds are your messengers. Flames of fire are your servants. You place the world on its foundation so it would never be moved. You clothed the earth with floods of water, water that covered even the mountains. At your command, the water fled. At the sound of your thunder, it hurried away. Mountains rose and valleys sank to the levels you decreed. Then you set a firm boundary for the seas so they would never again cover the earth. You make springs pour water into the ravines, so streams gush down from the mountains. They provide water for all the animals, and the wild donkeys quench their thirst. The birds nest beside the streams and sing among the branches of the trees. You send rain on the mountains from your heavenly home, and you fill the earth with the fruit of your labor. You cause grass to grow for the livestock and plants for people to use. You allow them to produce food from the earth, wine to make them glad, olive oil to soothe their skin, and bread to give them strength. The trees of the Lord are well cared for, the cedars of Lebanon that he planted. There the birds make their nests, and the storks make their homes in the cypresses. High in the mountains live the wild goats, and the rocks form a refuge for the hyraxes. You made the moon to mark the seasons, and the sun knows when to set. You send the darkness, and it becomes night when all the forest animals prowl about. Then the young lions roar for their prey, stalking the food provided by God. At dawn they slink back into their dens to rest. Then people go off to their work, where they labor until evening. O Lord, what a variety of things you have made. In wisdom you've made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Here is the ocean, vast and wide, teeming with life of every kind, both large and small. See the ships sailing along, and Leviathan, which you made to play in the sea. They all depend on you to give them food as they need it. When you supply it, they gather it. You open your hand to feed them, and they are richly satisfied. But if you turn away from them, they panic. When you take away their breath, they die and turn again to dust. When you give them your breath, life is created, and you renew the face of the earth. May the glory of the Lord continue forever. The Lord takes pleasure in all he has made. The earth trembles at his glance. The mountains smoke at his touch. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will praise my God to my last breath. May all my thoughts be pleasing to him, for I rejoice in the Lord. Let all sinners vanish from the face of the earth. Let the wicked disappear forever. Let all that I am praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. In the 
meditation of the creation mm -hmm. uh, here in Psalm 104, there is attention made to, and, and maybe ever so briefly, but there is some attention made and, and paid to the idea that God has spent some of his creative powers in making beings that we do not readily see, mm. that there are other servants and other powers at work that we know God has made him and his scripture reveals that he's made him. Uh, but we don't necessarily look out and see him all the time. I'm, I'm thinking particularly uh, in uh, verse four, uh, talking about who makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. Mm. And that was kind of about what that was in that translation, too, as I recall. One of the things that you see is that the Masoretic text almost treats it where it's the winds become his messengers and the fire becomes his his uh, spirits, his his beings, his helpers. In the in the Septuagint, the Greek translation of that, it does flip it. It's the the angels are made spirits are made winds. The messengers are made flames of fire, yeah, and that's interesting. That's interesting when we recognize that the kind of the different approach taken, in, and and again in the grammar of Hebrew and Greek, some of that's a little bit vague, and because yeah. they don't because the word order is not the same for them as it is for us. Some of that is is malleable. However. What what it really draws to attention, and maybe this is what you're getting at, is that this passage is actually quoted. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I am trying to get there. Uh, in all of this um, uh, praise of a visible creation, the verse that talks about more of this invisible or spiritual, that's the one that is taken by a Hebrew writer yeah. and, and quoted in the New Testament and in connection with a conversation teaching us about Jesus. Yes. So in Hebrews chapter one, the Hebrew author is talking about the sun and how the sun is far greater than the angels. And he goes through a series of quotes where he talks about things that are said about angels and things that are said about the sun. Mm -hmm. And when he's talking about things said about angels, he quotes here Psalm 104. Okay. And he quotes that verse that you've just made reference to. So I'm looking in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 7. Of the angels, he says, he makes his angels winds and his ministers a flame of fire. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. this is probably why some of the English translations go ahead and rely more on the Greek grammar about this because they know how it gets quoted in Hebrews. So they so they come back. Some of the translations yeah. I mean, show the, it the other way. But yeah, the New King James shows it the other way. Yeah. yeah. So here we have this idea that it's he's made his angels winds and his ministers a flame of fire. There in Hebrews chapter one, what he's pointing out is he says some great things about angels. Yes. He says yes. some great things. They they are spirits. They mm -hmm. are flames of fire. They are these powerful beings yes. that do great things, uh, especially when tied with what it said earlier about him riding on the winds. And mm -hmm. so when, when he then turns around and talks about the angels being the winds, well, that makes us think about the Ezekiel picture of the chariot of cherubim and yeah. just just that, that whole picture. And the, when we, God has an entourage and he moves on the scene, it is awesome to behold. It is. And the, these angels, these angelic beings, these creatures are just fabulous and fantastic. But... As much as he says great things about the angels, mm -hmm. he says even greater things about the sun. Mm -hmm. And and that's the point that our Hebrew author makes. So, for instance, if you back up um, 
let's see, verse 4. I'm in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 4. As he talks about the Son having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my Son, today I have begotten you? Which he says that to the Son, to the Christ, to the Messiah in Mm -hmm. Psalm 2. Or again, I'll be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son, Mm -hmm. which he says in 2 Samuel chapter 7 as he's making that covenant with David. Well, now to the angels, well, to the angels he says about the son, let all God's angels worship him. Mm -hmm. All right. And then of the angels, he says, he makes his angels winds and his ministers a flame of fire. But of the son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. Here, he says great things about the angels, but he says greater things about the Son. Yes. And that's something that we should recognize. And I think here in Psalm 104, we have, as we're meditating upon God, I appreciate you bringing it up as seeing that as part of his creation. Yeah. Part of his creative power are these beings that are beyond us, mm-hmm. that are more magnificent. And then how God uses them. What a powerful, powerful thing. But they're not the Son. Mm-hmm. They're not the Messiah. Right. They're not the Christ. Now, our Hebrew author says some other things about the Son, which we then can back up into Psalm 104 and see. Well, what I appreciate is you were reading in uh, Psalm 1, and uh, you stopped reading in verse— You mean Hebrews 1? Excuse me, yes, Hebrews 1. Uh, you stopped reading in verse 8, but I wanted to go ahead and read in verse 9 as well. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness, therefore God, your God— has anointed you with the oil gladness more than your companions. And this idea that God addresses God as the Father is addressing the Son to get a full picture of who God is, our true God is, it is to recognize the deity of Jesus. That, yes. That Jesus is God. Jesus, the Son, is God. In fact, just a couple of weeks ago, we referenced that because as you go on into verse 10, so the one you just read there is from Psalm 45, but as we go on into Hebrews 1, 10, uh, verses 11 and 12, that's quoting Psalm 102. So just two weeks ago, we, we saw some of this. Mm-hmm. We're back into it again. Here's what I want to back up and see. Let's start Hebrews 1 over this time. Let's, okay. let's just start at the very beginning. Let's listen to what it says, Andrew. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he's spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, when I go back to Psalm 104, I realize, oh, I'm seeing Jesus in this. Yes, I see angels and spirits, but I also see Jesus in this psalm. Where do I see him? Well, he's well, the one that's being praised as the creator. I'm going to say first in creation. Everything else in this psalm is actually about Jesus because it is through the son, mm-hmm. it is through Jesus that God created mm-hmm. all of that. So everything we read in Psalm 104 that's about creation, that's about being clothed in light. You remember John 1 actually says that in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. It goes on to talk about him being the light yeah. that is coming into the world. And, yeah, that's exactly right. And the life. And He's the life. The life light and life. life. Yes, yeah. all those things. Which, which which we're seeing here in 
Hebrews 1 as well, because not only is he creator, he's worked through to create, but also upholds all things. Sustains it. Exactly. And what is this emphasis in Psalm 104? It talks about how there is um, the water to sustain everything, the vegetation to sustain everything, the animals going out at night and finding their prey, the men working during the day, all of this picture of the sustenance and the upholding of the creation insofar as pointing out that if God turns his face away, that's when the animals perish and that's when they go to dust. So he's being glorified as creator. He's in that, but also as sustainer and upholding. And all of that is celebrated in Psalm 104 as well. That's, that's, so the whole thing, I'll get it out. Hold on. The whole thing is about Jesus. Yeah. The, the one enrobed in light, the one who laid the beams of his chambers, the one who rides on the chariots of the wind, the one who gives the food, the one who makes the sun rise and the sun set, the one who accomplished all of those, all of, the, all of those things. I'm just having trouble here. It's Jesus. But there's also one other thing here in Hebrews. The one who made purification for sins. Mm-hmm. Because you remember the fly in the ointment yesterday? I do. The fly in the ointment is the fact that there is sin, sin. in this world. And in fact, in Psalm 104, uh, the psalmist says we need to get rid of that sin. Verse 35, may sinners be consumed from the earth and the wicked be no more. The psalmist is calling for a purging of sinners out of this world, out of this creation. And what God has done is he's certainly going to bring judgment on sinners Mm -hmm. unless sinners will surrender to the Son. If we will turn to the Son, that judgment has been poured out on the Son. He went to the cross. He is the sacrifice by which our sins can be taken away. He was smitten. He was afflicted. Well, I mean, I, I imposed that word on Psalm 104 when I say that He's calling for sinners to be purged. But what we have in Hebrews 1 is that the sins are purged. Yeah. Right? And that's the other way that God could work to deal with this problem of sin. Forgive the sins. Wash away the sins. Make the people pure again so they can be a part of this. So they're no longer sinners. Exactly. So that they have been purified and sanctified and set apart and washed. the sun does that. The sun does that. Uh, we want to be in the sun. I'm super excited on Sunday to get together with people to worship God because of what he's done here. Love Amen. for anybody to join us. And I think probably what we need to do now is wrap up with a prayer. Our great God and Father, we thank you, Lord, for this week and this time that we've had to look at Psalm 104 to be mindful of your creation, your design, your plan, but to see Jesus throughout this psalm, to see Jesus as the creator, to see Jesus as the one who upholds, to see Jesus as the one who purges and purifies the sins, Father, to make us whole and to reconcile us into this picture of a, of a beautiful creation. Father, we are mindful that Jesus Christ is the Son, greater than the angels, And for all of the glory and the might that you have empowered in those created beings, it is the Son that we might confess as our Lord, our Savior, and our God. We thank you so much, Father, for this day. We pray that we might be encouraged and emboldened by the goodness of the gospel of this Son. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. 
Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.